Hey everyone, I'm Alexa Reeves and I will be your witch and host for today's episode of Boxed Wine and Witchcraft. Today, I have foregone the boxed wine because I am on the hunt for the witch's brew spiced wine that Leelanu Cellars comes out with every fall season. It is amazing. It's only available during the fall years. And it's just, it's so tempting. Now, you might be asking yourself, but Alexa, why, why this wine in particular when we have a variety of boxed wines to choose from? Well, it's because it's autumn. It's spooky season. And I needed that wine today because we're going to talk about the history and some of the magic behind the holiday coming up for us in the wheel of the year, Samhain. I'd like to take this time to remind everyone that your spirituality and religion is as unique as your fingerprint. What we say here is by no means the definitive rule on any topic, merely a jumping off point for you to begin your own exploration into the amazing and complex world around you. So, with air that inspires us, the earth that grounds us, fire that enlightens us, and water that moves us, let's talk about my personal favorite holiday, Samhain. So Samhain, which, even though it is spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. It is pronounced Samhain, or Samhain, depending on your pronunciation. It can also be called All Hallows, Halloween, the Witch's New Year, All Saints Day. All of these roughly translate and share origins with the same thing. Samhain was a time when the veil between our world and the next slips completely away. The ghosts, the fey folk, the she, the dead come back to visit us. Now, you'll notice I said that the veil slips away, and not that it's thinnest. I hesitate to say that this is when the veil is thinnest, because that's the very nature of a veil, is to be thin. Otherwise, we would have to call it the down comforter between worlds. And that just doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Regardless, all of these events usually take place on or around October 31st. This holiday shares its roots in Celtic communities across Northern Europe and is used to mark the halfway point between the autumn equinox, where the days begin to darken, and the winter solstice, when the night is the darkest over the light of the sun. This holiday also shares stage time with the Latin American holiday of Dia de los Muertos and the Catholic holiday of All Saints Day. To tease apart some of these traditional three-day Samhain celebrations that you start to read about, and how it actually evolved into what we call Halloween, we need to take a brief tour through history. So historically speaking, prior to the Christianization of Europe, this was a time when villages of Druids and little pagan communities would finalize their plans for winter storage. They would finalize their harvests. They would take stock of all their resources, secure animals inside where they could stay safe during winter, and to acknowledge that this was the summertime being put to bed. There is written evidence of a tradition where the village fires and the hearths would all be extinguished and one large new fire would be built. And it was from that all the other hearth files, fires would be rekindled. And that's some pretty lovely imagery when you think about honoring the sun's warmth and putting it to bed, but still having that strength to keep the light going through the darker months ahead. Since that time of year, that kind of bizarre, not quite autumn, not quite winter, doesn't really belong to the whole light side of the year or the whole dark side of the year, that's where we get the veil being taken down between this world and the next. 
since it belongs to neither us nor the magical beings. The magical beings traditionally associated with Samhain are called the Shi, or the Tuatha Dé Danann. These are the Fey folk, the original people of the land that were driven deep underground when the Celts actually showed up to settle the land. So how did we get our Halloween out of this? When Christianity swept through Europe, it was a pretty common practice to move dates around in the Christian calendar to align with the pagan calendars of other cultures to kind of make the transition and the you know assimilation of the locals easier. The Catholic holiday of All Saints Day, which was originally held in May, uh, which was to honor any and all saints, both known and unknown, people that have passed with us and done great deeds and recognizing what they've done in the past. This got moved to October because they realized that it kind of aligned with the pagan idea of Samhain just a little bit. All Saints Day is also called All Hallows Day or Hollow Mass, which is where we kind of see that Halloween vernacular come into play. Now. Some of the traditions we still do today for modern Halloween do come from the original Samhain celebrations. Since the veil between our worlds slips away, it was common to dress your children up as monsters or animals so that any she or fey folk that would sneak into our world wouldn't recognize you as human and wouldn't try to kidnap you or take you back. It was common to leave offerings or bribes, suppers out in the fields for these fey folk to encourage them to keep their distance. Likewise, it was also pretty common to leave some of those offerings at your own table, just in case any relatives or past loved ones might cross over that night veil as well to come visit you, to come see you. As the Middle Ages kind of crept slowly on, those village fires and those hearth fires became a little bit more specified to each region. There were some regions that still did the major bonfire or bone fire, where it originally comes from, because that was where we sacrificed all of these animals in honor of the sun going to sleep. Some regions or villages would actually light fires and keep the glowing embers inside hollowed out turnips. Sometimes these turnips would have faces carved into them to help kind of scare away the fey folk or make them think that there was nothing good here to be had. And as time progressed, you can easily see how those little lanterns of turnips progressed into our pumpkins that we carve every year. And those fire embers turned into candles that we would light and we use today. So what does that mean magically? Magically, this is an awesome time to put things to bed in a metaphysical sense. Since the sun is going to bed, it's time to find things that you want to get closure on, things you'd want to leave behind. As the days grow darker and colder, these are things you don't want to take with you to root again into the spring. Sometimes if we think about our characteristics, our habits, as our field, our crop, these are crops that you wouldn't harvest. These are roots you would let wither and die with the cold there because you wouldn't want them to grow back in the spring. You wouldn't want to keep encouraging those kinds of thoughts or behaviors or affects. This is a time to respect the magical connection you have with nature. The magical connection that we all have with the other side of the space we occupy. Absolutely, the veil comes down. There is something liminally tangential about 
our space and the next space. And, and that three-day span around the 31st when those two spaces mesh together. This is an ideal time to work with your spirit guides. Work with your deities, your ancestors, because this is the time when that connection to them is going to be most clear. This is an excellent opportunity to work any sort of banishing spells or cleansing spells. As you acknowledge the world around you, that the light has to set on some things. So much like putting things to bed, that banishing and that cleansing and that clearing out of the old as we settle kind of cozily into our, our dark hibernation of winter. And of course, dress up, have fun, go trick-or-treating, collect those offerings and candies from your communities as you're dressed up as the fey folk. Have fun this time of year by inviting your friends over for some mulled or spiced wine, eating those root vegetables that you would have pulled out of your garden. Tell fairy tales, tell fun stories by candlelight. And most importantly, be respectful of other holidays traditions around this time of year because you just never know what's on that other side of the veil that's waiting for you and watching you. You guys, I am Alexa and I love this time of year. Drop us a comment, come see us at Goddess Elite and tell us what it is about Samhain you like most. And let us know if there are any specific Samhain traditions that you do during this time of the year. Cheers and stay spooky.